I'm Abby Sawyer, the digital editor of Biotechniques. Today I'm joined by Joanne Hackett, the Chief Commercial Officer at Genomics England, for this special DNA sequencing themed podcast. Joanne, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm so excited to have you and Genomics England as part of this discussion. Thank you, Abby. It's, it's my pleasure to be here with you today. So, Genomics England was set up with the aim of delivering the 100,000 Genomes project. So please, can you just talk me through the beginnings of this original aim, what it was actually in place to do, and what the outcomes of this were? Yes, absolutely. So yes, as you're aware, Genomics England was set up almost six years ago now um, by David Cameron. And this was for a couple of reasons. It was a legacy to the London Olympics. And also David Cameron knew about the power of the NHS and the fact that if we were to look at genomics, especially with the fact that we do have this NHS number from birth to death, and to underpin that with the rich clinical infrastructure in the UK, we could definitely be world leaders in this space. Now, David Cameron also had a very personal interest in genomics, and that was due to the fact that he actually had a son with a rare disease. So a combination of a personal passion as well as the ability to see the overall opportunity within the UK infrastructure was the reason why Genomics England was born. And the whole aim was to see whether or not, as a pilot, looking at 100,000 genomes, would this be something that would derive some value for the UK to be able to implement uh, genomics as a genomic medicine service in the UK as routine clinical care. So I will obviously jump forward um, a few years later and explain that it has been deemed a success. Uh, looking at the overall economic impact as well as the clinical impact of genomics is one that has allowed us to now launch a genomic medicine service in the UK, which is really one of the first places in the world to combine such rich clinical data, again, deriving back from the fact that we do have an NHS number from birth to death, and then underpinning that with genomics. So it has been um, quite an exciting project. Uh, The aims of delivering the project, I believe, have been uh, considered to be quite successful. Uh, Not only was it just to do a pilot project for implementing routine clinical care of genomics, but it was also to really catalyze the UK environment, stimulate the UK economy with respect to genomics, genetics, and precision medicine, and also lead the world with respect to ethical standards and operating procedures and really engaging and supporting and putting the participant at the heart of everything that we do. So incredible to hear about all the background behind the project. I knew about um, David Cameron's son, but I didn't realise that that was such like a driving force behind it. So I think, I think that's incredible. Um, and it's amazing that the 100,000 Genos project's been completed now as well. So with such an accomplishment already achieved, where is Genomics England headed with genomic sequencing now? Yes, well this in in, in my opinion actually ends up being the extremely exciting part, don't get me wrong, I think that 100,000 Genomes Project was clearly uh, a very exciting and ambitious project, but I think what we're up to next is really going to to revolutionize genomic medicine in the UK. So as I mentioned, the 100,000 Genomes Project was a pilot to see whether or not uh, genomics uh, being launched into routine clinical care would be seen. It obviously has been. Uh, we really focused quite heavily on rare diseases and cancers for the 100,000 Genomes Project. And now going forward, the next ambition for the UK 
there was a an announcement back in October by our health secretary Matt Hancock saying that now that there's been some initial results from the 100,000 genomes project and we can see value and the UK is really going to take the genomic medicine service live and launch this we now really need to start thinking even more broadly even more ambitiously and therefore he announced the next ambition which is 5 million genomes in 5 years so this is really blowing the top off of the 100,000 and making it something uh, much more ambitious but this is where it needs to go with genomics as you're probably well aware it's really a numbers game. It's getting that colossal data set together to be able to start to make some really interesting findings to really start to see patterns. And you can only do that, especially when you're looking at uh, rare variants, uh, when you have a large population. So that, again, pulling on the strength of the UK, the fact that we have clinical data associated with the genomics uh, will really and truly shape the Genomic Medicine Service in the UK and hopefully transcribe this to a larger populations in other parts of the world. So being able to harness the data set that we have here and almost building upon that by thinking of creative ways to be able to federate data uh, is something that is going to happen now over the next five years. And then the other aspect, as I mentioned, when we were really focusing on rare diseases and cancers previously, with these five million genomic analysis, it's no longer restricted primarily to rare diseases and cancers. We can think about other things as well. We can think about common diseases. We can think about uh, neurological diseases such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. We can think about any sort of interesting uh, research or clinical cohort that can come across the desk and have a very valid um, case behind it as to why we should be looking at genomics in these interesting patient groups. Wow, so five million genomes over the space of five years just seems like such a phenomenal number. And there's clearly been such an acceleration over the course of this project and with what Genomics England has been working on in terms of the scale and pace at which whole genomes can now be sequenced. So what technologies and initiatives have emerged as a result of the project and like, how are they continuing to drive these initiatives forwards? Yes, yeah, so, so you, you uh, raised some very interesting questions there. So previously, we've been working uh, with Illumina as our main sequencing provider to do the uh, whole genome sequencing. And while Illumina definitely do have a, a market share, the technology that they use is one that other companies are also getting a bit more ambitious and putting a lot more research and development into. This isn't to say that the short read technology is the only one that will be implemented or will be used over the next five years. There's quite a lot of ambitious projects with other companies that specialize in long read technology as well. So this new form of sequencing for different uh, reasons and for different outcomes is also coming a little bit more to the forefront. So having some different ways to be able to analyze whole genomes is going to be quite exciting. In addition to that, not just the actual sequencing technology and tools that are being developed, but there are still quite a lot of advances with respect to the bioinformatics pipelines, 
some of the algorithms and some of the workflows that are developed to actually do the interpretation side of things as well. So quite a lot has advanced over the past five years, and I can only imagine that the rapid development of some of these different tools, workflows, and actual uh, technologies will only continue to accelerate again in the next five years. Incredible. So as something that's now put the UK and the NHS at the forefront of genomics medicines across the globe, what impact has there already been for those initial participants of the 100,000 Genomes Project? Yes, so again, we at Genomics England take great pride in the fact that we've always put the participant at the heart of everything that we do. There is a participants panel that has an independent chair. The chair is someone who is part of the 100,000 Genomes Project, and they, this is a, an, a body that exclusively um, have self-selected to be part of this um, really, really important stakeholder group at Genomics England. So the participants panel are someone, they, they, this is a, a group of individuals who consult with other um, other groups at Genomics England. So for example, they sit on our access review committee, which is extremely important because we have always promised the participants that we would allow them to know what's happening with their data. The access review committee is the committee that gives access to the data. So anyone who is wanting to look at the data has to submit a research proposal, which goes to the Science Advisory Committee. Once the Science Advisory Committee is happy that there is scientific rigor behind the protocol and the project that's put forward, it then goes to the Access Review Committee, who decides whether or not access to the data should be granted. And we have done this, as I said, with the participant in mind. We have always promised that they will see what's happening and we will try our best to get as many research proposals uh, put forward as possible. Now, with respect to the actual value, there are a lot of, obviously, individuals who've come into the program that didn't have a diagnosis previously that have now received one because of the 100,000 Genomes Project, so there's clinical value based on that. Individuals who've had to, obviously, undergo many times in and out of the uh, hospital or many times in and out of specialist clinics and facilities to try to understand what's wrong with them no longer have to do that now that this diagnostic odyssey is over for them. So there's been quite quite a lot of value derived from the from this project for the participants. And going forward, obviously the more people who start doing research on these genomes as well as the clinical data, we can only assume that even further value will be derived from these uh, for these participants over the next um, many years to come. That all sounds amazing, getting back to putting the patients right at the core of the research. So how do you think that Genomics England will play a part in the continually expanding field of precision medicine in the future? So I think with our ambition of looking at 5 million genomic sequences over the next five years, I think we'll really be able to branch out into other diseases and disorders that we haven't spent a lot of time focusing on. And I think we'll, if we can start to understand if there are genetic predispositions to particular diseases and disorders, this will help immensely uh, when it comes to really expanding the field of precision medicine. One of the things that we've also done uh, over the last year or so, we've spent quite a lot of time trying to understand what the clinical trial landscape could look like if genomics was part of that. And back in October, we signed a collaboration agreement with IQVIA, who are world leaders when it comes to clinical trials. And the reason for this collaboration with IQVIA 
if you take their expertise in delivering a clinical trial and you take our expertise with genomics and you put the two of them together, we're very confident that we'll actually be able to really change the landscape of precision clinical trials in the UK. Being able to find a particular group of individuals that are the best suited for a trial and actually avoiding bringing in individuals who are not suited for that trial is pure and simple precision medicine. And being able to derive value for that group of individuals who have put themselves forward for a trial is something that we're very keen on doing. So we believe that we will really revolutionize the clinical trial landscape in the UK. And it's not just to deliver trials for new therapeutics that are coming on the market, but also repurpose drugs and to, again, find that group of individuals who are best suited for that particular drug or therapeutic. So I think it's a combination of new research that's going to be developed on the, the current data set, which is only going to be increasing each passing day, and also really revolutionizing the precision clinical trials landscape. That's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Genomics England continues into the future. So I think I've now exhausted my list of questions, but do you have anything else that you'd like to add? I just think very briefly, it was, you know, it's really important for us to continuously engage with the public and to continuously engage with the participants who have so kindly, uh, you know, trusted Genomics England to, to work with and through them to really push this agenda forward. We've got, you know, individuals who are highly motivated to work with and through us, and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to push this agenda forward. And so to continuously push out the great messaging about what genomics is and how this can really change the world and really push forward a lot of this personalization of medicine is, is something that we're very keen on doing and we can only really work with and through the public and the participants who are very keen on, on taking this agenda forward with us so so my ask is always the same every time I have an opportunity to make an ask and that is to allow allow yourself to think about the benefits of being able to be part of something that's quite remarkable and not being, not, not being afraid of what it means to trade some amount of information for something very valuable in return. I always say you can't see what's on the inside. I, I may look like someone who would be quite happy to take a, uh, one, a pain medication off of the shelf and have my headache go away, but how do I know which one actually works for me? And while pain medication is a very small example uh, and one that is potentially not as, as extreme as a cancer therapeutic, unless I trade a certain amount of my personal information, you're not going to know really how to treat me. And I think it comes back to us being a little bit more um, open to, to that ability to give something in return for something. And I think that's a very important message. And I think this is one that our participants have, have explained to, to a variety of different individuals effectively on their and our behalf. And I think this is why we're able to take with confidence the ability that we will go forward and 5 million will hopefully become 15 million, which will hopefully become 55 million. I think that's a great take home message. And I think that's definitely a great way to end the podcast as well. So thank you so much for joining me today and I've really enjoyed speaking with you and finding out more about what Genomics England is doing and what it's looking to do in the future as well. I really hope that people listening to this have learned something, as I definitely have, and I look forward to seeing how Genomics England is going to continue to play a role in advancing sequencing technologies and precision medicine as well.
Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time, Abby. It was a pleasure.